Hey, good evening, everybody. It is the first ever Evo podcast episode, Dropped Gears, and we are excited to be able to bring this content to you this year, starting in 2023. And I couldn't think of any better way to start the year with some juicy drama, some interesting topics regarding esports and just Trackmania in general, and whatever we feel like, because it's our show, uh, our show and not yours. Um, but we have uh, two co-hosts with me. Uh, they will be permanent co-hosts throughout the year, hopefully, uh, as we um, go through this year through whatever interesting topics that we have going on. Um, we'll also have some Q&A at the end of the show. Um, really quick overview. Like I said, we will be covering topics such as esports, drama, whatever it be, kind of just how we feel um, going into it. Then we will also have opportunities for you, the viewers, to interact with us, whether it be through Q&A or maybe short clips that you want to share with us and have us react to. I think that would be something that would be great to have your interaction and your feedback as well. So make sure that you are interacting with us and letting us know what you would like to see in future episodes of the podcast. So just a quick intro about me and then I'll let let my co-hosts intro themselves as well. My name is Aaron Import Brooks. I am a head admin at Evo. I handle all the business development and content creation streaming uh, for Evo. I also have a large in-depth background in collegiate esports as well as the amateur scene in esports varying from games from League of Legends, Overwatch, and CSGO, and now Trackmania in the last several years as we are now moving into this future uh, as a official org in Evo here pretty soon. So that is pretty exciting. I'm also a TMGL caster for Sinners. That's also another thing too, that you may see me on my personal stream on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. That being said, enough about me. Let's get to our co-hosts and Lime, feel free to introduce yourself. Oh, hello. Uh, well, you guys, a few of you know me already. Uh, so Lime, Limey Lime. But my name is Fernanda, in case you didn't know. Um, I'm a, a Trackmania enthusiast uh, enjoyer. I'm also a photographer and a digital marketer. Um, now I'm uh, content creating for uh, Evo. Uh, but I, I'm also Josh's mom and uh, <laughs> mom of many of uh, the kids on the community. Um, but yeah, that that's it uh, about me. Yeah, it's it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Marina. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you, Lime, for being with us on this podcast. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun going forward because I think you bring a interesting perspective uh, to things from a community uh, and especially as like a community organizer um, side. But Shorty, my guy, introduce yourself. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm Shorty. I'm... Um... I snuck myself into Evo one or two months ago with a backward server, so that's mainly what I joined Evo for. Um, even very early, though, we planned this podcast, and uh, I'm very happy that um, turns that like those plans turned out. Um, yeah, I'm I mainly was a Trackmania player for a very long time. I played more or less compet competitively for six, seven, eight years with THE back then. Um, I've joined teams like um, uh, Euro Eurosonic Gaming back then, um, but those times are a little bit past now. I'm not actively playing competitions apart from Cup of the Day. I had a little bit of fun with the Map Editor for some time. I really enjoyed 
backwards, for example, which is why I joined Evo for the backwards server. And apart from that, we will see what the future holds. So far, I'm very happy being part of Evo. I'm very happy that we have a podcast again, since um, you may not know, but I've been part of Let's Talk Trackmania, which was maybe even the first Trackmania podcast that, that ran for a couple of years. Um, which sadly no longer is a thing anymore. So I'm really happy that we got another podcast now. Yeah, and also, I mean, I'm very happy for you to be in Evo. I'm happy for you to be the coach for our track. Oh, yeah, I totally <laughs> did not mention that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, I guess we should no. mention uh, Shorty is also our coach for the Trackmania World Tour uh, primary duo that we have for Europe, Deska and stuff. So we announced that a couple weeks ago. Um, and we are super excited to have them with Shorty, especially as a coach, being, bringing in his competitive experience for uh, those two players, especially Stuffs, who is a younger player. Um, and they have such an insanely high skill ceiling that they have not yet reached. And so it'll be really exciting and we'll be rooting for them to potentially make it into Jack Minier Challenge League uh, when the first set of promotion and relegation goes. So we'll see how this first regional tournament happens uh, in the coming, not this weekend, but the following weekend uh, for Europe. But that's a perfect kind of uh, segue into our next section here because we're going to be talking about the upcoming competitive esports events going on and that's going to be trackmania world tour trackmania grand league and that's going to be happening this weekend with the super week that is coming and yeah so grand league is going to be happening january through april man i have a lot of work happening for me every weekend oh as we go <laughs> start, uh, starting in january with the regular season ending in february playoffs are going to be march and then all stars which is an interesting format because that will include not only those from TMGL, but TMCL and also the regional seeds as well in All-Stars. So that will be um, an exciting um, tournament to watch. Um, and just in general, kind of what kind of role that even Evo or even myself will get to play in that is going to be interesting because um, I am tied to Sinners. So if Sinners doesn't make it to playoffs or All-Stars, I'm not going to be able uh, to cast either of those, but I'll be there for the regular season. Um, and the first weekend is this weekend. It starts Saturday, so two days from now. Um, and it starts at 5 p.m. Central European time, goes till 9 p.m. Central European, 8 p.m. There we go. Thank you. So Saturday, January 21st, it's going to be 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central European time. Um, obviously I'm going to be biased and say that I want centers to be a uh, Carmen Corp, but, uh, I am going to let uh, Lime and Shorty, whoever wants to jump in, is there, have you guys been able to uh, check out any of the teams? Like, who's who's your favorite? Who are you looking at? Like, what what's the feel? Uh, for me, personally, uh, I am, I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Mime and Elcon. Uh, I was really excited when I saw that... Um, there was rumors, you know, about um, Elcon joining uh, Mime, and I was like, maybe it is a thing. I would like to see him playing, you know, I would like to see him competing. And now there's, it's going to be the first game that day. Uh, I'm rooting for them. Uh, mm. I put all my, all my bets on them, if we can bet here, I don't know. But I'm putting uh, 
everything on them. I'm really excited to see my uh, my Menalcon competing. For the others, I know how Muda plays. I mean, he was um, a champion once. Uh, I'm also putting the bet on on that game. I'm I'm, I'm putting the bet on on them on Alliance. And uh, Kate Copper and Steiners, I actually have no idea. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's the it's the safest we, one. Just yeah, just yeah, we, yeah, we go yeah, Steiners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think sure. the season is going to be very interesting because we have a lot of teams that you want to like cheer for. Like, mm. I don't know, like the one we want for it always has been very, very not not questionable, but there has been so many rule changes all the time and the format changes. And even though it still was interesting to watch, having like one out of sixteen, play- you, you you usually you had like your favorite player or not. Kind of, or at least for me personally, I always had like one favorite player I was rooting on. Maybe a second one I was also hoping for, but with those team ups now, it's really difficult to tell. I think the I think we all have our money on pack and call. Like favorite wise, they are definitely the main favorites as a team. But other than that, I, I'm also really interested to see how Alcan and Mime are gonna perform because they are obviously both the keyboard players playing together. It's the same as Sinners with Kappa and um. Tween. like that's yeah, also really interesting to watch. I mean, those two are players I know since I played Trickmania. They already have been there. I've played against them in certain tournaments. I I know them. I they are really nice guys. Like basically most of them. But that's that's the interesting thing. Obviously, I'm also rooting rooting for for Massa and for for Granadi because they are both fellow Germans and. Kanadi is obviously in a, in a friend group of mine together as the OK boys, so obviously I have to root for him as well. So this is really going to be interesting because there are going to be like matchups where I'm going to watch and be like, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't really know. I, I just want to see a good match of them, and I don't really can, I can't really decide who I would want to win in those matchups. Then it's going to be hard. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at some teams that like maybe. Not everybody paid it. Uh, everybody paid attention to you. You can't really take um, the showdown results uh, too seriously because we were playing on campaign maps um, and none of the actual world tour maps. So it's really hard to gauge like who who was doing well. Like, for example, Sinners um, took uh, took a game and beat uh, Solari um, pretty handily. But Solari, it was kind of clear that they didn't really care to practice that much for the event. Um, so they kind of struggled throughout the event. But there were some other teams that you saw that definitely took it seriously and uh, practiced more. You saw that G1 um, really kind of threw a wrench in some teams' uh, plans for that event. Uh, G1 actually kind of, I feel like, somewhat overperformed maybe expectations that people had originally for them. Gwen and Binks are really good players. Don't get me wrong at all. Um, But I think overall, I think people weren't necessarily paying attention to G1. um, And they were looking at more kind of the fancier names like Solari, ITB, Alliance, um, Big, of course, with Masa and Granati. Kind of like if if there were like two fan favorite teams, it's really Masa Granati, Mime Elcon, and then if you're looking at like the performance heavy, like people expect to do really well, it would be like Carl Jr. Pack and Mudda and Soya. So, and then you have the rest of the teams, which are mainly French players. They're going to do well. They're they're in the Team GL for a reason because they're extremely talented players. 
but they kind of get lumped into this kind of group, you would say, um, where people aren't aren't necessarily going to maybe the French community themselves will pay attention more to them because it's French community with, with French players. But as far, as far as international appeal, um, that's going to go to more kind of like the more streamer personality or those who perform generally well, um, throughout recent competitions. So that's my take on it. Um, but let's go through the player lineup really one more time just to make sure. Uh, so we have Solari. That's going to be Carl Jr. Pack. That's crazy. Uh, that lineup there should be scary for everybody. Um, the fact that you have two of arguably the best players in the TMGL scene is uh, kind of crazy to have. So that's going to be a big one. We'll go instead of right, we'll go left. We'll go to G1 with Gwen and Binks again. Um, I think they're a really good, uh, really good pair. Gwen and Binks are actually really good. Binks especially has... Um, done really well for himself, uh, especially this year. And I think he and Gwen are going to be a really good pair. The interesting part is that G1's an American org with their uh, NFL money that they're coming into Trackmania with. Uh, oh, really? no, nobody has, uh, like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of G1 before, but I had to look at them no. up. No, I actually have no idea. I mean, I knew they were Americans, you know, yeah. but the NFL money and that they are actually kind of big organization i was like who are they i thought they were like it's a small organization but now it's like wow well, i wouldn't even call them a big organization and they're gonna hate me for it if they're last listening <laughs> sorry but like in terms of the american esports scene they are not a name that anybody knows um their teams are primarily in call of duty and halo um, which are very small esports scenes, just kind of like Trackmania. So we can't say like Trackmania is bigger. That it's there's no comparison. Call of Duty and Halo are way bigger, uh, just because their casual base is insanely way higher, um, and their hardcore base kind of grows from that as well. Kind of just kind of same as Trackmania, but it's just bigger overall. Um, but as far as esports organization. I, yeah, majority, you could ask majority of Americans, you could probably go to 95% of Americans, they would have no idea who G1 is. Um, and ha I had to like kind of dig and see uh, where they came from, who who was kind of behind it and everything. And then I started looking at their, their streamers and their investors. Um, and it was majority of NFL personalities. And that's that makes more sense. That uh, kind of makes sense where the money is coming from. How they got into Trackmania, though, is really interesting. I'm assuming maybe it's something kind of like, um, who was it that came into the Trackmania community? Oh, it was Arcadia. Hello. Arcadia, they kind of came into Trackmania uh, community because they just were playing Trackmania. And they were like, this is cool. It'd be cool to have a tournament um, with in Trackmania and everything. And I'm assuming maybe the owner of G1 or maybe somebody in G1 was playing Jack Mania and they're like, yo, they're having a pro scene here. We should get involved with this. Yeah. So. I mean, the bigger the game, the game that it gets, uh, the best, I mean, the more opportunities that we will have to get like teams like this one, uh, get it into the uh, team, uh, TMGL and stuff like that. And the more promotion that the game will have because they own, they already have their own communities, right? So, if, if you show the game to all the communities, they would probably come to our community. That is how people mostly start getting into uh, Trackmania. It's like vocally speaking about the game to others. 
Mm. So if that happened, you know, with this organization, like someone from there started playing the game and they were like, hey, maybe we can invest uh, sometimes on, uh, on, on this game and maybe we can have a team here and let's see how it goes. Then I believe other organizations start doing the same. I don't think that Trackmania is a bad uh, game to have an esports team on. Uh, it's it's a super exciting to see this this game becoming a esports scene. You know, like getting bigger and um, the games and the the teams and the players are so interesting. It's so exciting. So I hope uh, with um, teams like this uh, G1 getting into uh, Trackmania. I hope this opens the door for more teams uh, from the, the U.S., actually from America, to start investing in, in Trackmania and um, the game itself. Yeah, and I think it's kind of one of those things where, uh, and, and we'll have more weeks to talk about in the future because uh, we'll, we'll kind of have to move on to the next team. But I, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think, I think especially with the U.S. being now the largest player base in Trackmania, um it's now time that maybe some american teams start popping up and actually uh solidifying uh that player base because right now you have the casual player base in the u.s um now you need to start seeing some more competitive um stuff and i see some competitive stuff i'm like i'm i'm actually in some of the state discords because i used to live in the states before i moved to germany um i lived in arizona for 10 years um and i'm in their discord and everything and they're they're doing tournaments they're trying to get stuff started so uh hopefully down the road they'll be able to do something a little bit bigger um but yeah i agree completely on that but let's keep going uh shorty this will be you because uh i mean you're german so therefore you know the germans right um <laughs> but uh, I know the germans you do know the germans ah uh yeah so big international gaming uh masa and granati honestly fan favorite in my opinion like yeah mime elcon they're also fan favorite but masa granati is another fan favorite team i think for sure definitely yeah i mean masa is like one of the very old powerhouses He's playing Trackmania also professionally for so long. He's been at on at the top for so many years by now. He even playing for for um, how was it called Dignitas back then? Um, you know, which was yes. like what basically the biggest and best uh, team back then together with Acer. I mean, I don't know the statistics how many times Acer won, how many times Dignitas won, but I I would probably I, I would bet on that Dignitas won more, but that's not important anymore. And Granadi really just started playing Trackmania, like Stadium at least, with the new Trackmania. He's always been really, a really good player already before, but he mainly played United. Obviously makes sense as a real player, right? But um, since the start of the new Trackmania, he's been grinding Stadium a lot, and he's already been decent at Stadium before, and now he's really insane. I think the main thing that I always found interesting about Granadi is his consistency. I'm not sure if it's if it's like I mean obviously it's not only the wheel, but I do think that one of the advantages of him having the wheel is his steering is obviously super precise and that just kind of helps him being more consistent, especially with these kind of identities that we have in Trackmania for for the ends. I think that is gonna be uh, not bad, and I think they do complement each other as well. Like you can already see on on Twitter how they are um, talking to each other, how they are having fun bantering around, and I think being 
friends in real life as well does obviously also help you since you're playing together. Yeah, I th I think it, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of go through this season. Um, I I actually have more concerns than I do hope for them, which is kind of sad. It might seem a little critical, um, but just kind of knowing the history of kind of Masa, especially in the recent years with TMGL um, and Granati too, to an extent. Granati, I feel like has a higher skill ceiling than Masa. I think Masa is a really good player, but I feel that Masa on honestly can tilt himself into an oblivion. And that's really bad, especially <laughs> since he's reached the top before. And it, especially in this last year, I feel like, and maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. And if you do, wow, really rude. Anyways, um, no, but I feel like he in this last year definitely underperformed. And I feel that it, it's kind of been difficult for him to keep that that winning performance that he had that one year that he won TMGL. And so I think it's it's going to be interesting to see whether Masa is able to return to that form that he used to have um or is he going to get uh, tilted and just tilt into oblivion and then granati i feel like does feed off of Masa, just kind of seeing their interactions with one another i do feel like Gr granati um oh we lost shorty um hopefully he will be able to get back here um but um yeah granati i do I do feel like feeds off of Masa, and i think eventually um that may affect granati uh in his performance on based on how masa is doing because i feel like granati on his own can handle himself welcome back shorty um i do feel like granati can handle himself um but yeah i think it's kind of dependent on masa because i feel like masa is kind of more the captain here all right moving on it is sinners i will just go ahead and give a quick sinners uh, intro, it's Kaplan between two classic Trekmania uh, uh, Grand League players, uh, players that have been around in the Trekmania scene way longer before uh, Trekmania 2020. And honestly, um, super nice guys. Uh, they are representing the Czech Slovak team of Sinners. Uh, Sinners is an org fully based. Oh, and we lost Short again. Oh, and he's oh, back he again. Back. <laughs> is having internet issues but uh yeah no sinners yep. is uh, uh an org based in czechia uh they represent the czech slovak community uh, they are also the team that i happen to be casting for uh so if you want to check out my stream you can check out my personal stream for that um and yeah that they are honestly i think they are the underdogs i think they are the dark horse um many people are already rating them as last place in this group of eight I think that's doing them a bit of disservice because Kappa is a very talented player. And Tween, while maybe not necessarily at the level of Kappa, I do believe that Tween is able to play at that level. And I think he's entirely capable of it. So I think Kappa and Tween really are going to surprise some people. I don't think that Kappa and Tween are just going to get lamb blasted like people are predicting. I've already seen some predictions uh, that... They're just going to be eighth place. And I just don't see a world where that's going to happen. I, I would see that more likely from maybe one of the other teams. I could even see that from Big, where Big may have, like I said, Big is going to be kind of a feast or famine team. They're either going to be really good, and they're going to perform really well, or they're just going to have a really hard time and struggle this year. Um, and again, it's all just kind of based on myself. So that's how I feel that Sinners is. But now... Let's go to the other side of the column. 
with Mime and Elcon, another fan favorite team. And Lime, you were talking about how you were interested in watching them and how you're kind of rooting for them. So yeah. what about what about them? Do does it make uh, does it make you like excited for them? You know, it with Elcon is that he's so effortless good at the game. You know. And when you see Mime, they, they make it, it seem like the game is so easy, you know, but they pull off these world records, they pull off this performance, and I was like, wow, they actually have the potential, uh, even more Elcon, because they, this is going to be the first time that we're all going to see him competing, you know, and uh, seeing him, uh, for example, versus Muda or versus Carl Jr., I think Elko has uh, the same uh, game level as them. So this is going to be more of a competitive uh, stuff that I'm uh, super excited to see because I know, I believe, I have the, they have the, the level to compete against them and do a good performance, you know? Maybe yeah. uh, overperform them. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I know them both are the mimers. They both uh, get well with each other. They support each other. Um, I'm, they also I'm know not how to get in of... drama with each other. Uh, yeah, where we're going to go after <laughs> for that. But I, I have the feeling that they're going to perform uh, really well. It's going to be on my top three. Uh, they are number one. And I always like to root for for the youngs, you know, yeah. for the rookies. Elkon is the rookie here. He has uh, no experience in uh, playing TMGL, so I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Mime as well. Uh, I'm excited to see them playing and give uh, an amazing performance that I know everyone's going to enjoy. As long as they don't cause any more drama. Oh, All right. We'll see about that. But uh, if, uh, again, uh, we have other topics too uh, after this. After we'll go through the player lineup, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll kind of show you the last uh, matches on Sunday and then we'll go next to our next topic, which is um, TM Awards. Although we are already like 30 minutes through, so maybe we just may skip to the JNIC video because um, I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, no, never mind. Production is telling me we're doing TM awards, whether I like it or not. Um, really mad. Should, Anyways, uh, <laughs> Carmine Corp, Bren Otak. Honestly, I like this duo. Bren, maybe not his uh, former younger self, but Bren is still a really good player. Um, competes with the top. Um, Otak, I mean, also a really good player, but I think in this case, it's kind of more heavier on Bren. Would you agree with that, Shorty? I have no clue. I think the, the thing is, in, in, in this kind of format, I, I think it's really hard and really difficult to have any kind of idea of saying, yeah, this player is going to gonna be good and this one is going to be bad. Obviously, you do have some, some underdogs, maybe by name, but overall, just the sheer format of everything is it's obvious it's the first time you have two versus two now yeah um you have identities which really decide a lot on the maps like if you're good at the identity you can easily um catch some up i mean obviously there are some maps where you um can also lose a lot of time before the identity already but in general the identity is the hardest part of the map usually 
And even without that, you also have pick and ban now, which you have to take into consideration because some players, obviously like Kappa and Tween, obviously they practice the other styles as well, but they are in principle or used to be main tech players. So maybe they have some weaknesses in other styles that certain players that, you know, started with the new game, for example, and always have been focused on all the styles have. So I, I don't know. I, I would I would still say that Brand is probably the better player than Otak right now, but in the end, it's only about the performance. I'm getting mocked in chat. Um, <laughs> but it, no, I agree. And I think it's kind of the same going over to BDS, um, kind of not knowing how it's going to be. But Afi and Arl, they've been in TMGL before. This is nothing new to them. This is the, They're getting picked up by BDS, and it was kind of a um, an obvious pick. I think everybody kind of expected them to end up in BDS um, together. And so overall, I, I, I don't want to, like, skip them and say that they're not important, but I, I, I want to kind of get moving forward here. Um, but yeah, Afi and Arl, I think are kind of in the same place as Carmine Corp where we don't really know where they're going to end up. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they do. They did really well in the showdown, but again, the showdown is really no litmus test for what's going to happen. Um, now more interesting topic in the final team, Mudda and Sol Solja, Solja, however you want to pronounce it. I'll say Solja. I think uh, it's Solja, but I'm not sure. It's probably Solja because like it, it, in the u.s it's soldier boy so i would assume it's soldier oh, yeah. but, you know um but yeah mud and soul we'll we'll say soldier and then yeah we'll go from there so mud and soldier um this duo i feel like is probably the most or at least everybody perceives it as the most lopsided duo because from what i from the feedback that i've heard from the feedback that i've read People feel that Solja and Mudda are somewhat of a mismatch with one another. Um, in the showdown, Solja did really well and actually carried Mudda in like uh, several maps. Um, but overall, uh, Mudda is many would consider to be the better player, which I think they would be perfectly correct in that assumption. I do think Mudda is overall the better player just based on statist uh, statistics alone. Um, but Solja definitely has a lot more to prove on this duo. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think the same or do you disagree with the populace? I think uh, that also in a team, when you're competing, you have to have synergy. Yeah. You know, synergy is really important when it comes to competing. I don't know how Muda and Sulja uh, are getting together and when it comes to um, practicing uh, for TMGL communication and stuff. But I do know uh, that Muda has this way of approaching people, this way of teaching people and uh, trying to have a really nice uh, communication with others that I think and, and his mental also, uh, the way that he managed uh, his mental anytime that he's uh, Tilted and stuff. It's it's a really good way of um, approaching the competition, and I think that that also helps him on having a partner now when competing for TMGL. And it's yeah. a plus that I don't know uh, if any other uh, of the teams uh, have the same uh, person that is so prepared mentally uh, for a competition. You know, I think they don't. Um, 
their notes so shown on social media and maybe people have their doubts about how they're gonna perform but in my opinion i i think they're they're gonna show us uh, something that we're not expecting so much and i think their performance is gonna be as top as uh, they have usually performed uh, in the past and i'm hoping for a good surprise for the both of them uh their performance and their synergy and uh yeah basically that <laughs> yeah. i, I want to answer a quick question really quickly uh in the chat we'll we'll do q a at the end for sure but i somebody did ask a question that was uh uh how much uh, tm tmwt is about teamwork um for me from my personal viewpoint and then shorty i'll hand it to you because i think you have a better viewpoint um, but for me, I think it does matter. I think you can rely on individual skill and it is still a game about individual skill because at the end of the day, you doing the best is going to be a better result for your team overall than relying on somebody else to do the work for you. Mm -hmm. That being said, you have to make sure that not only are you doing your best, but your duo has the synergy. And when we mean synergy, unfortunately, it's not like League of Legends where like everybody's reading each other's minds and you have the strategy and you're like, you know what you're going to do and you're going to hit Baron and Towers and you're going to get the gold minions and all that stuff and you're going to gank and you know everything. You got it down. It's nothing like that. Synergy here is really about making sure that you are keeping good vibes when you're talking to each other, even if they are talking to each other. Some team, some of these duos may not even talk to each other in the matches. They may not even talk to each other voice wise. Who knows uh, what what they're kind of doing? We're all assuming that they're just going to be sitting in a voice call together or maybe in a room together if they're like rooming together um, in that regard. But some teams may opt to not do that at all. Um, and really the synergy comments is more about making sure that you're just kind of feeling in the same mood and you're both on your a game. That's really about as much synergy as you're going to get. But if you're constantly consistently finishing first and your teammate is finishing fourth, there's a mismatch going on in that duo. Um, but at the same time, you have that advantage for your team because at least you're doing the best, but you also have that added pressure on the flip side where you were now required and essentially being expected upon to continue to perform at that performance level. So there's a lot of give and take, I think, when it comes to that. But uh, Shorty, what do you think? I think overall what you can definitely say is that teamwork and uh, synergy in Trickmania is less important than in other games. Because you don't have you don't have any direct influence on each other, not with the opponents, not with your teammates. So if I crash, that technically doesn't have any influence on you directly because it doesn't really matter because you want to drive as good as you want. Obviously, there is some saving or risking involved depending on uh, what position you are. But overall, no matter if your your teammate crashes or your opponent crashes, you do want to finish first. No, no matter no matter what. So in that regard, it doesn't really matter how your teammate is, but I do think that especially in the long run, that the more you are in sync with your teammate, the more you're going to... Oh, we lost the oh, you cut out. <sighs> Hello? <laughs> okay, we can hear you try again. <laughs> yeah, where did I get... Where did it stop? You You stopped like five seconds ago, so it wasn't too much that you missed. Okay, so yeah, I, so in general, not that much, but especially in the long run, 
it does matter a lot, of course, because you do want to stay both motivated and you do want to stay in a positive headspace as, as much as possible during matches. So when you are two friends also in real life, just and, and, not, and not just uh, two players playing together because you're both good, then it's going to be a lot easier not starting to get, you know, in a negative thought process when your teammate is not performing or when you are not performing because you know you, you know how it is right you you understand each other better and you you respect that from the other player so you know what i mean like if you yeah. don't like the other guy and he starts crashing then automatically you're going to be like oh man fuck this guy oh, why do i have to play with him but if you if you are friends then you're going to you're just not going to think about it as much as you would otherwise then so in the long run by having the same goals as well and approaching them together i think some synergy is obviously there but i guess you could argue that there's no synergy at all needed but yeah. in practice there's always some synergy playing around somewhere at least to some degree yeah i think i think even just like if you play matchmaking with your friends and and then we'll move on to the next topic um when you play matchmaking with your friends like if you and your friends are not feeling the game you're gonna feel it and it's gonna affect your performance if your friend is yes. tilted if your teammate yep. is tilted you're gonna become tilted as well unless you just have an insanely strong mental it doesn't matter what video game you play um so that is where the synergy does come in it's about having the same mental approach to what you're doing and that's going to be the biggest challenge i think for some of these teams especially uh like you said where some of these teams these are friends playing with each other and if there becomes any disagreement or any type of tension between that could easily throw that duo off their game and it can affect their performance because in track mania you have to be super focused you have to do constant near misses on almost every element you have to be able to think ahead of time what mechanic you're going to have to execute next um and it's it's a very technical balance that you're going to have to make um with keeping your nerves in check so all right so now we are going to move on to the sunday we're going to go over these really quickly so sunday matches are is going to be alliance versus itb solari versus bds big versus sinners that one i get to cast it that one's going to be really fun um and then match of the day is going to be carmine corp versus g1 interesting match of the day um i think that one is interesting in the fact that we have kind of two unknown elements um, four French players going against each other. You have Gwen, you have Binks, like you have really good players um, going against each other, but nobody knows how that one is going to turn out. So definitely make sure you check in on those games. You see the times there, those are all in Central European time. But now, uh, before we go into the TM Awards, just as a uh, heads up for those who have joined, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, this will be also streamed to Spotify later on. So if you ever want to come back and listen, you can do that as well. Uh, we'll also have the VODs here on our Twitch channel. Um, and in the future, we'll have guests. So in the future coming weeks, we'll have special guests. Um, maybe not every week, but every other week, we'll try to get uh, as a guest in when we can. Um, but we'll try to get more people in to have their opinions and everything. But yeah, upcoming, uh, as you can see on the bottom, we're going to be discussing the team awards. And then we got drama. Uh, we, we're going <laughs> to be discussing the drama that occurred over this last weekend. Some people may say it's over with already, but I say no, it's not. Because there were some problems that were not, a, not correctly addressed. And oh, no. 
And <laughs> we have some things, at least I have some things that I have to say about it because uh, I didn't like, I didn't like what happened. Um, so, but before that, let's go through TM awards. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about something positive first. Uh, yeah, Woo! let's 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 talk about something positive before we start molding. So yeah, we are. Uh, so if you haven't noticed already, um, the TM awards are happening right now uh, with the categories each. If you haven't voted on them, that's cool. But you can still vote on them right now. If you weren't able to do be in the suggestion phase, um, honestly. Wow. But uh, you can vote on it at least. So you can at least pick your favorite. You still have time. You have all the way to February, I believe, uh, before the voting closes. So make sure that you are there. And there's still at least like, I think, eight other categories that still have yet to be announced yet. Um, we have Community Person of the Year. Uh, we'll just go through the list of what awards are available. We don't need to go through each person. You can find this on your own. They have descriptions of what each person has done or what they've contributed as well as their YouTube videos and whatnot. Yes, thank you, production, for clicking on that. Um, so they have different things that they will show you here. Um, and yeah, definitely check out the website. You can also check it out on Twitter through TM News. They are the ones who are hosting it. Or you can go, is it tmnews.com production? Is that what it is? It's trackmania.news is the website for the TM Awards. So definitely you can check through that. All right. So community person of the year is one social creator video of the year, streamer of the year, caster of the year. I was not selected for caster of the year. I'm not salty. Um, skin of the year, skinner of the year, photographer of the year, um, movie, movie maker, map and mapper. Yeah. Thank you for highlighting the caster. You know, you know what happened that I was reading a few days ago with the voting phase of uh, this uh, TM awards mm. is that there are some categories that will have more time for people to vote than the last one that is going to be announced later. Correct. And I was like, did they fix that or is it still that way? I have no idea. I just read that and I was like, oh yeah, this is an issue because what if um, one people that was announced at first and they're going to have more votes? Uh, than the one that is going to be announced uh, that are going to be announced uh, later on. Like, how are people going to vote in one day? Who, if you get um, announced as um, as a candidate to to win the award, uh, how much time do you have to advertise for people to vote for you? I was like, hmm, that is a thing, you know. I haven't voted for anyone. I'm going to wait until the last. Uh, the last moment uh, to see all the categories and all the people, and then, then I'm going to show my vote. Yeah. So, yeah, you so see? the last category is going to be uh, is the beginning of the phase started in January 8th, but the end of the voting is going to be 31st January, as you see highlighted on your screen. Um, that is when it's ending, and then the award show is going to be February 4th, hosted by Turbo and G-Geek. Honestly, good on them. That's cool. They get to go to a full, like, studio and everything. It's going to be, like, some actual cool, like, live show in a studio. Uh, low-key kind of jealous about that. But I really uh, like how the production quality is just going up in Trackmania, no uh, matter what you're watching. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally, that's very true. Finally, and, I mean, and, and then we and then we go back to uh, handing our mainstream over to streamers. 
uh, instead of uh, growing our own channel. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, there is um, another thing, but you're not yeah. talking about drama yet, huh? Uh, we're, 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 <laughs> drama uh, later. I'm I'm itching uh, I'm itching to get uh, to those points, but yeah, we have other weeks to talk about that kind of stuff too. Um, but yeah, I I think um, overall. I can actually provide some interesting input. I'm actually a jury for some of these uh, um, categories, uh, but they are categories that have not been released yet. Oh, I'm your jury? Yeah, I'm jury for some of these categories. I will not reveal what I'm jury for. Um, honestly, I probably would afterwards because I don't really care if people judge me because some of these categories I really didn't even have a say in. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so like this, the TM Awards, I have a major criticism of the TM Awards and I feel that there was a desperate push to find just people to be jury. Um, that's why mm -hmm. I became jury because it, um, they were just desperate and I'm trash. So therefore they wanted some trash person's opinion. Um, but no, they, they really did just kind of grab random people um, to become jury. And I think this hurts the TM awards more than it helps. And Eventually, what I will personally be suggesting um, for them in the future, and I hope even if they're hearing, I hope I hope they take this with like uh, uh, the understanding that I want to be helpful in this and not just criticize. Uh, but I think it's important that when you have a jury, the jury knows what the topic is and they have experience, at least some experience in the, in the topic that they're being a jury for. And I think a easier way to do that would be those who are nominated. Um, are automatically sent as jury for the following year. That also means that they're not able to be nominated for that following year. I think that would be a fairer way to be able to not only get more nominees through into the team awards, but it would also have people who are actually in those specific categories that have actual experience and knowledge in those categories, nominating people who actually deserve it because they know mm. the individuals who are doing the work for those specific categories. So I think it's I a good way of sharing it. Okay, but now I definitely want to go into that topic because, um, funnily enough, I have been a judge. Uh, not this year, but I have been a judge, I think, three years in a row or two years in a row. And one of those years, I've also been in a kind of leading position. So not only was I judge, but I was also involved kind of in the decision making on how the voting is going to work and everything. So I fully agree with the with the idea of getting people that have knowledge in their categories one of the main issues there, sadly, is that it's difficult to get those people. Not only do you want to get those people, but you want someone that you can also trust. So you don't just want to get a skinner to like um, be judged for the skinning when you may not be able to trust that guy. So I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult either way because being a judge sounds like, yeah, you're just going to be... It, being a judge is a lot of work. And that's one problem of getting the people in there. So it, it's been a big struggle every single year getting enough judges anyway. So I can understand why even you can be a judge because depending on the category, you don't necessarily have to be a special guy at that because a lot of it is just also looking at data, more or less, kind of, if you know what I mean. Like some categories more than others, of course. But I can understand why you rather take someone that at least is going to put in the, the work than someone that may not put in the work, but would in theory be better at it. 
you know, it's like theory and practice a little bit. I don't know. It's a difficult topic. Yeah. In theory, I... you would want more. Pe- you, in theory, you would want them to be specialists at the category, but in practice, it did not really work out so far. At least in the years I've been, I've been there as well. It's been difficult. Yeah, I mean that that was that was kind of just my idea to it because I, I think the bigger issue with TM awards is that it can kind of turn into a popularity contest even amongst the yes. jury. Of yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. always is though. It's difficult yeah, to it kind of it, it kind of <laughs> always is, and I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing on certain uh, on certain subjects, but when you have more niche topics, I guess would be the best thing. Uh, when you have more niche um, categories that have a specific type of group. It, it even just like, for example, streamer of the year, almost every year it's going to be s- a, the small, same group of people. If it's based on the fact of a popularity contest, which almost always happens in that regard. And I think in some ways that's shouldn't be necessarily the case because there are also a lot of streamers who maybe grew in that year, um, that, have a decent following now they just may not have that super mega casual following um that they that other streamers may potentially have um i think there's a bunch of uh, different solutions too but i i think it's overall i think it's more important to just um i think yeah i think it's better to just have somebody who has the subject knowledge or at least one person or just make the jury group smaller i think when you try to get a a large group of people to jury for multiple topics i think that's where it also becomes an issue um for for yeah. um awards like for example streamer of the year i i i saw in other places that they do yeah the streamer of the year and then they do um best new streamer of the year mm. you know so you also uh, take all these people that started streaming that year and the best of them that um, made the most impact in the community get an get an award. So you don't also you don't don't always have this uh, group of streamers that have been streaming for many many years, you know, and they are the most popular ones. But you also have the ones that are like the new streamers that start getting into the community, and they also may have you know. Um, an impact and uh, should be rewarded for that you know i i think uh, it, it should be better to have like more niche categories into the tm awards so you can have more people and not the same as always yeah i think i think it, uh, just kind of bouncing off that example like niche category um there is one category uh that's team of the year um, but the description for that is uh, very broad because in Trekmania, you don't only have performance teams. And when I say performance team, those are teams such as like TMGL, TMCL, or just amateur teams. But you also have teams that are based on content creation. Let's mm-hmm. take OK Boys, for example. They're technically a content creation team. They're a streamer team. Uh, they're just a group of friends, Shorty. But like, we are very good at uh, being a team. <laughs> yeah, y- yeah. But technically, you guys are a streamer team. Or, yeah. or a teams like Waypoint Mapping, even Evo. Evo is not only a performance team, but we also act as a crea- uh, content creation team. Um, we have a whole team of map makers, streamers, etc. Um, but team of the year encompasses all of that. But when people think of team team of the year, they honestly 
typically go straight to the who played the best this year in this tournament or yeah. X amount of tournaments. Um, and that's kind of an issue that that is going to perpetuate in kind of more categories that aren't so necessarily clear that probably should have been split up to like competitive team of the year versus content team of the year, something like that. Um, and I think there's a couple other categories that could have been that way as well. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, I think overall yeah, I think it... team awards though, like an improvement from last year. I don't think that they're doing anything wrong per se. There's just kinks in the armor that could probably be smoothed out um, for a smoother experience um, for not only the viewers, but for the jury as well, because I think for the jury, they kind of get lost in certain topics or aspects that probably they're overthinking or shouldn't. And like, there just needs to be a little bit more guidelines for them. I think in that regard for them not to get too lost. I mean, I'm just happy that we do have TM awards this year again, because yeah. I do know that it's, it's, it's a struggle just getting this uh, done at all and finding people that have enough time or are willing to put enough time into it because on the surface level it always sounds so easy but if you if you have certain discussions about certain categories then it really can can get get very difficult for you yeah, but then we have too many categories but what do we do do we have this category do we do this and sometimes we have certain rulings that work for certain categories but for other categories this ruling would be worse than before so i don't know i'm i'm not unhappy about how they did it i yeah. i do think that no matter how you do it you're always going to run into certain problems with this kind oh, of yeah. kind of you know um award things you always have have issues with awards i think yeah. i feel like because you can you can always view things in, in in certain ways and in different point of views, and you can't really f say that one point of view is always automatically better than the other. You can't just discuss it and find, oh yeah, this one is definitely better. It doesn't always work like that. And I'm just happy that we again have Trackmania Awards this year, and that people are putting in the work, and that the production quality is as high as it is. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that that. that uh team awards is doing anything wrong i think actually majority of the picks that the jury has done so far i think majority of them i would say i definitely agree with especially caster of the year even though i'm not in it no i i fully expected me not to be in like <laughs> caster of the year but and uh, and i agree with all the picks that they picked um so i think major the people who were nominated they deserved it I don't think there was really anybody that didn't necessarily deserve it. Maybe there are some picks that I feel like get overpicked just because they're the easy pick um, in terms of like, hey, they're popular, so therefore they're the pick. Um, and I think the jury should focus on more niche picks because like I think for me, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of explain my thought process as a jury person. Um, my my thought as a jury, especially for broader uh, general categories is to bring out a niche uh style or a niche player that may necessarily not necessarily get the spotlight but is still extremely good at what they do yeah they could uh, you could be a typical mixed tournament player that does really well in con uh, competitions and everything but what about players who play specifically a certain style let's say uh, backwards who's the best backwards player of the year yep. improved or whatever right Definitely or, me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, me, right? definitely, definitely not often. No, no. Yeah, 
but uh, but I, I would say like for uh, the biggest example for me, even though I'm not necessarily a full speed player, I come from a full speed background because Evo comes from a full speed background. And a lot of the events and content stuff that we did early on, especially in 2020 and 2021, was full speed focused. And I think it is important to highlight certain communities like that that have been around for ages um, to have their shine of the spotlight, especially when there's certain players who have been insanely dominant, specifically one player who I will not mention, has been insanely dominant throughout the entire year of full speed uh, this year. And I feel like they should be at least at minimum an honorable mention rather than completely disregarded because they didn't participate in the French cup or they didn't participate in AGE. We're we're supposed to encompass all players of all genres. If it's going to be a general genre of a topic, it should encompass all and not just who participated in the most tournaments that year. Although yeah, but that's your point of view. I mean, yeah. now with now with TMGL, we do have a consensus of what Pac-Man esports is and what competition should or like quote unquote should, but looks like at the high level and how you know and and based off that you can you could totally see that yeah right. I'm not gonna look at full speed. Like now, I do like your point of view, but I counter that yeah. though with hold on <laughs> now I'll, I'll count I'm gonna counter your point though because there's player of the year and then there's amateur player of the year. So yes, there is a category. Oh yeah, for the Trackmania Grand League players where your mm-hmm. ideal idyllic gameplay for Trackmania esports is there, but amateur player of the year encompasses way more than that. And I, yeah, think I it guess that can be looked at way broader. Yeah, true. Yeah, because we're talking of, amateur player of, of the year. To look at that. Yeah, we're we're not saying full speed players are pro players, no, but they do fit in that category. Ice players, dirt players. Well, there's not really any dirt players except for insanity, I guess. Really. I mean, what's, in that what, regard, you should do an award for each style, you know. Yeah, but then that's getting a little too ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, getting too broad, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um... Best backwards player, best NASCAR player, best fun Forever. speed player, best speed fun player. Those are two <laughs> different things. Don't don't mix them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's what I mean, though. Like, so you have your content. You basically have your category for the pro player, right? So that that's your that's your that's the person who should be in that category i think amateur player should and yes it is my perspective on this it should encompass all because i think there should be something that highlights the niche communities because that is what keeps trackmania alive trackmania is not just about the main competitions if it was just about the main competitions nobody would talk uh, everybody would just live a different life in Trackmania, but Trackmania is about different niches, different styles. That is what Evo literally is here for. We are the community to highlight those. So maybe that's why I feel a little bit stronger about it. But um I that's how I, that's how I feel the award should have at least something that highlights that. Cause I think it, it gets too easily caught up in who who did what in the spotlight the most when there are some people who are just grinding and grinding something that they may not necessarily get recognized for. And I think 
they should get recognized for it. So that's it. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Forget this yeah, stupid award show. I'm done with it. No, I'm kidding. We just do our own one next year. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. I mean, we do an evil award show every year. It is, uh, but uh, it's like troll categories of like who wore the best like pink wig or like who was the most drunk at Trackadia, that kind of stuff. <laughs> But, there, there yeah. is one thing that you can also do is uh, like competing with these awards, you know, because when there's a competition on awarding and stuff and how you do it, with, I don't want to. No, but like um, you, you push them into making the things better and um, looking for the best outcome possible, you know. So if they see that you're doing uh, this award for this person, then you're like. Oh, maybe I can do the same thing. Yeah. How can I do it better? How can I improve? And then, then you start getting better and better and better awards, and uh, hopefully you can uh, please everyone, even though you, you would never do, because it's impossible. But you get to a point into the awards of being uh, in a certain way that everyone is like, ah, oh, this is the guideline for the award. It's completely reasonable to have uh, this person nominated for this award because this is how it works, you know? Yeah. And this is how everyone agreed to it. But right now with the TM Awards, I think that there has been many discussions on how it's uh, been done and the way that people have nominated uh, people, how the voting system is working and how the juries are also voting. Because right now, for me, it's it's kind of confusing uh, how the, the system is going. It, it doesn't seem like it is um, agreed by everyone, you know? Or it seems mostly like it can change an, at any given time. At the job that they are doing and the effort that they are putting into, it's uh, impressive. Uh, I was waiting for the awards uh, to come out now because I was like, oh, who's going to be nominated? But when I see the nominations and why they were nominated, I was like, hmm, this could have been better, you know? Mm. But I'm still supporting them. I'm happy yeah. that we have the awards. I don't know if I want multiple awards at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, if I, every year with the awards, there is discussions about them. And I feel like if you would have two awards that are trying to both do kind of the same but better than the other, I think it would get even worse in discussions. <laughs> Like imagine you have two awards. We have the Evo Awards, best best player of the year. Then we then we say Carl Junior. Then then the Trackmania News. They have award for best player of the year, and they say it's back. But what the fuck do we do then? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's that would be so messed up. I I feel like I don't know. I I would wish that the awards. I I, I would I would ideally I would hope that there's just one awards each year, and that they strive to be as good as possible. Yeah, I, I think there's always going to be discussions at the end. Anyway. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and uh, disclaimer, Evo is not going to have a competition award against TM Awards or TM News. It's, no, it's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, I understand, maybe, I understand your point. I understand your point, Lime. I like like in other words, you want something to kind of kick them in the butt and kind of like kind of make them sweat a little bit harder and and work a little bit harder. And I can understand that. At the same time, they are doing a good job for for what they are. Oh yeah, uh, yeah they have do. done so far. And uh, we just uh, have to keep the feedback going, and I think eventually it will get to a point where it gets. A and also, it really is about getting more people into the space too. The reason why they're having so many issues getting uh, getting 
people to fill bodies in the jury and whatnot is just lack of people. So I think that'll that be... is also one thing because, uh, for example, I was waiting for the TM awards, you know, but at the same time, I was like, okay, when it's happening, uh, I didn't see any advertising for it or if they were looking for people to, uh, to help them. I also didn't see it and I was like, I would like to be part of it, you know, but I also didn't know anyone uh, that was uh, with the awards, you know, I, I don't know who is uh, the main person doing this. Now, for me, it's all uh, unknown. And uh, I'm kind of tiny bit old in the community. So I was like, mm, who's doing that? And, and, it's, and it's a thing, you know, I, well, if the next year they're going to do the awards, I would love to be part of it. Uh, to help and stuff because I think this uh, could be something way way better and bigger. Yeah. But yeah, to to improve it, you know. Yeah. But uh, if you don't see advertisement or they don't publicly say, I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen it. But I I would I would like for them to see it to say like, hey, we're looking for people for this, you know. I mean, with the jury, no, because everyone could be, hey, I can be a jury and. We have like two hundred juries in the in the thing, and they are not experts in the their topic. But if they need more people to, I don't know, discuss or decide what, what to do, uh, yeah, one hundred percent down to to be part of it. Yeah, no, well, perfect. I think I think I think we beat this horse dead already. <laughs> I think we're I think we're yeah. I think we're at our wits' end with this topic, but. Yeah, but both me and Lime don't want to go where you're going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the time that I have been waiting for. Um, I will try to be fair. I, I, I will be fair. Um, I, I will preface uh, as we get into the drama alert. Uh, if you if you lived under a rock for the last weekend, um, there was some drama that popped up in Trackmania. And when, it, when, when drama pops up in Trackmania, it does get kind of juicy based on the fact that we are a very small community and everybody kind of knows everybody for the most part. Um, and most people like drama. And most I don't people... Know. I feel, I feel like people do like drama. Oh, like, tra uh, Trackmania, the community is definitely high school, and when somebody does something, everybody finds out. Um, and, yeah, so we're going to hop into it here, but I want to preface and say that um, the, the views that are expressed in this next section are of our personal views and not of Evo or... Oh, for me, sinners. Um, <laughs> it is my personal view on this. Um, I will try to be as fair as possible, and I will preface by saying everybody sucks here in the situation. Um, but uh, we're going to go into a little bit why somebody sucks or people suck in this situation. Um, but Chris, uh, if you can go ahead, production, sorry, uh, can go ahead and pull up the video. So Janik uh, ran into Hi a little guys. bit of issues with. Um, saying, sorry, this is not going to be really as fun of a video as we usually do. This is quite this. a serious one. Thank I'm you. Um, so yeah, where so Janik uh, came out with a video over this last weekend, um, descri uh, describing um, some discrepancies he had with the community, specifically one individual of the name of Elcon from ITB. Um, and we're going to get into that here, but basically the gist of it all is that, um, Janik was receiving, um, some targeted harassment towards himself, um, which he found, uh, enough to make a, um, drama about it. 
um, to the point where he wanted everybody to become aware of how he felt. Um, and we're going to dive into that. So Chris, go ahead and then pause at uh, 23. Hi, guys. Let me start off by saying sorry. This is not going to be as fun of a video as we usually do. This is quite a serious oh, really? one. I'm here to spread some awareness about some growing toxicity problems that are happening in the Trekmania community. And you might not see it, but let me show you. Harassment, elitism, and toxic behavior are all happening way more than you think in certain close groups from streamers and professional players and their respective communities. I understand that people okay, want their memes. All right. So preface with, a, with, with what he's wanting to talk about here. He's wanting to talk about to toxicity within the community, within streamers, players. Um, there's an elitism in the game and he is wanting to let you know that it's happening and what's happening so with that uh go ahead and skip to 105 made aware of other people that have suffered way worse than i have so the toxicity coming towards me comes mainly from a specific streamer and a trackmania world tour pro player namely elcon 21 this has been going on for more than half a year. I've been aware of all of it, and I'm absolutely not the only one who's been targeted in this community. Going in there, it does not seem like a happy place to be. In this video, I will just show you screenshots personally regarding me, because I don't, once again, want to include other people, even though I know that players, streamers, and even Ubisoft staff have been heavily targeted by some communities. So this all started last summer. So, making the claim that there's been some heavily targeted uh Criti uh, not criticism, but heavily targeted harassment towards himself. And not only himself, but others are being uh, targeted as well um, by maybe not necessarily just Elcon, but others have been targeted uh, streamers as well. Um, so overall, so far, okay, we, we, got, we got what we're here for. We understand the issue. We're concerned. We're here for it. I'm concerned. Uh, this is a problem that I will agree with. I do agree that there is toxicity within Trackmania, but um, maybe not to the degree that we're necessarily expressing. I think it's over-exaggerated to an extent. Um, now, targeted harassment is not okay. Uh, I'm not condoning that whatsoever. Um, yeah, thanks forever for telling me my cast suck. Honestly, um, I'm, I'm report. Can I report you as a team manager to yourself that you are bullying me? Um, but yeah, I don't think targeted harassment is okay. If you understand the joke, I think that's fine. Um, maybe sometimes people get a little bit annoyed by it, but also you have to understand that as a public figure, you are going to get harassed. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, when you gain a large following, you will be a target of positive and negative. Now, whether that's warranted or not is a different story. Whether it's coordinated harassment, that is also a different story. Um, and we'll get into that here. Um, here. So let's go ahead and resume. With the thanks, Janet Copypasta, it was a meme about my casting in Trickmania. Not that bad, pretty harmless. So even though I, I don't think there was any malicious pedal. intent at first, Comments. it spiraled into some personal harassment. In October, I tried personally contacting Elcon and asking okay, what was going really on. Quickly. Instead of taking it seriously. All right, so he was receiving targeted harassment, um, and he'll go into some further screenshots um, where I would say definitely he's in the right, where this it's not okay. Um, where people are literally going into his chat, trying to intentionally get banned, say that he's uh, attributing things to him that necessarily aren't true, um, and and overall just 
just having a massive like I don't know how to how to describe it, but basically everybody just getting up on him specifically from this community. And it is a public discord. It was uh, these messages are public, so anybody could see this if they were in um, Elcon's discord. But he does approach Elcon here. And Elcon just kind of says, nah, uh, honestly, I think we're just kind of trolling. It's all in good fun. And yeah, it, uh, honestly, I don't really think it's that big of an issue. Um, and Janik, in this, in this message, is like, okay, cool. Well, thanks anyways. Uh, go ahead and resume. He blamed his community for just being memers and took no responsibility as the streamer who facilitated it. And also, he actively participated in it. So three months after I texted him, things are getting worse. And that brings us to the present day. Where now we've gotten to the point where his community will insult me pretty much for whatever reason. Luckily, I'm okay. a guy with pretty thick skin and I don't get offended as Pause easily. Right but if this happened to somebody... So it continues after he messages him. And he's saying that he's a guy who doesn't get offended. It's pretty thick skin. I find that comment slightly ironic because if that was the case... I don't think he would be affected by this from the get-go. I think he would have never made any comment regarding this. I think that's just somewhat of a flaw of an argument to try to put some armor on yourself. But that is how he feels. He is entitled to that feeling. Um, yeah. And then he uh, eventually he will go into this next section here where he's going to state that streamers and pros are responsible for their communities and should police them as such. And then he talks about an esports player's uh, responsibility going forward if you can skip to 255 contracted by an organization representing a brand you need to be more responsible than this you are a figure in the esports scene you need to act like it so let me speak okay, directly to you elcon the only reason i'm making this video is because so, you don't want you're an esports player or a streamer it doesn't and and he says this in, in general it doesn't matter if you're an esports player or a streamer you're responsible for your community you should not uh you should be policing what your community says you shouldn't allow your community to basically harass another individual i actually agree with this uh you see this in celebrity culture where uh you might see fans of of each different celebrities fighting over who's the better celebrity or vice versa this is very general broad uh, subject so you see this in different levels um yeah De johnny depp in that case um where the fan bases were going against each other um it, it happens and it can even happen in smaller communities like this one so i do agree overall with his statement i agree that what has happened to him personally is not necessarily okay i i'm in full agreement until we get to this next part to resolve this conflict in private. You've made no efforts to moderate it and you've partaken in it yourself systematically. When you didn't want to listen to me or change anything, Keep going. I asked my friend Virtual to contact you. Your response okay. was a K right as conceived. And I'll let Shorty and Lime jump in after this, after I make this comment. If you... Now, I'm not sure if there was any messages after this. He doesn't state that, but I have an issue with this. You approached Elcon, told him that you had an issue with it. He kind of brushes you off. Okay. It is then your responsibility because in that initial conversation, in that initial conversation, there was essentially an understanding that, hey, they're just memers. I, I really don't think it's that, that, that intense. 
and you're kind of you kind of feign agreement with like okay that yeah just like please chill it out it increases it continues your next step is to go back to that person and tell them hey i've noticed this increasing this is not getting any better your your community is actively coming into my chat and saying grotesque or awful things about me, whatever, how you want to say it, that is what your next step should be. But instead, you go to your friend and have him play police for you. Yeah. Uh, Shorty Lime. You know, with this whole thing... The way that it was handled, I was like, no. <laughs> I, um, I am in pro of him uh, standing up for himself. You know, the whole situation is bad. Uh, as myself, I've been, uh, I've been bullied and everything. I, I feel how he feels, you know. But this exact part where virtual gets himself into this i find it questionable because even if he is uh, a friend of him you know a friend of Janik, if i have issue with someone i'm not gonna tell my friend hey can you tell them something it's like why why even if my friend wants to defend me my issue is with that other person as the one be one you know now i can also understand that for example virtual has the experience of managing a huge community like uh, the one he has you know and i also understand that maybe from his point of view he's trying to teach Elcon, the things that he shouldn't do to not lose his community and uh, his position and where he is, you know, like saying, hey, don't make this mistake because it can cost you your career or something as someone that has the experience. But also in the same point, I am like, if no one asks you for your advice, do just stay where you are and don't say anything so it's kind of a contradiction of how everything has been done and how everything uh, went um i'm really happy that this situation now is being handled and is fixed you know but this is something that i believe we all have to learn about it because this community trackmania community is growing Okay, I believe this is not going to be the first time that we're going to have something like this. Uh, the, the three of us that we are here in the, in the podcast and there's some people that are in the chat are also content creators, you know, are also streamers and they also have their communities. And I think this is something that we all should take uh, responsibility for, you know, uh, look out for the other one, uh, check their community, check what's uh, going on. Um, uh, how's it called? Keep keep your community out of the toxicity. You know, as in a meme is a meme, 
But when a meme is harassment, then you stop it, you know, and this is this is the prime example of what happens when you don't stop something. Yeah. I, I... Now someone is I mean, Melo J is saying that asking a friend to step in, in is bad. No. I don't I, think that so it's can bad. I can I can I hop in here really quickly? Yeah. Because uh, this comment has popped up multiple times already. Um asking a friend to step in. This is a very, in my opinion, a very teenagery high school viewpoint. Yes. I think that you as an adult, claiming that you're an adult and claiming that you are thick-skinned and that you don't get offended or hurt, should also produce that in action by... You only gave the person an... A, you gave him a very light-hearted message saying that, hey, uh, kind of bothered... Could you fix this? He kind of retorts back, says, eh, whatever. You have to be... The thing is, this is Trackmania, and this is European culture in general. You have to be literal with each other. You can't beat around the bush and say that, uh, I'm not feeling uh, like comfortable around this. I mean, hey, he should still, at that first moment, he should... Uh, I'm not disagreeing that Elkon should have fixed it right then and there. I agree that Elkon is in the wrong here with his community. He should have policed his community. I'm not saying that Elkon is in the right at all here. I am saying that the way this is going about is incorrect because rather instead of trying to resolve it privately like you were attempting to do you then looped in the largest creator in track mania because he's your personal friend to basically make a bigger claim of a call to action or a call to authority to get somebody's attention when you didn't even attempt a second attempt and try to resolve it a second time. Now, after that second time, if he's not listening, have at it. Make your video, get virtual, at least you tried a second time. But we're talking, you only tried once, and a very, uh, in my personal opinion, a very frail attempt to get to somebody to stop. You should have been more forthright. You should have uh, you should have stated your issues. I think bringing in a friend isn't necessarily a bad thing, but at, but timing is everything. And... I think at this point in time, the timing was horrid and you're, you're using, you're using some, you're use you're weaponizing this individual essentially, whether virtual did it or not. That is, that is a weaponizing of that individual to throw around their influence to basically get the force things to happen. I've seen it happen before, even not related to track, uh, to streamer versus streamer drama. I've seen it happen um, and simple things such as subreddits where streamers did not like something being on a subreddit and then they started bat phoning people to get it re removed off stuff. That's all I'm f as far as I'm going to get on that subject. But I think the timing was wrong. And I think it could have been done a much more adult-like way. If we're going to make claims about being an adult, there's a better way to go about this. All right, Shorty, sorry. I know you've been wanting to hop in here. I don't even know if I do want to hop in here, but <laughs> I feel like um, apart from, I mean, I, full, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. I maybe would have tried to keep it a little bit short because that's something I've learned in the other podcast. <laughs> Beating the horse too long is, uh, it happens easily because uh, you want to say, but anyway, what, what annoys me from the very beginning, I watched the video already, uh, I think yesterday for the first time and just now I also watched uh, the things I couldn't 
read all of the messages perfectly, but what I'm still failing to fully understand and get the picture of. So what exactly did Erkun even do? <laughs> like, he kind of started this meme of uh, of writing thanks, Janik. Is is that what what, what he did? Yeah, it's, what, it's basically... What, it, what exactly does thanks, Janik even exactly mean? Like, he didn't even specify that. So, like, what it's, is it's the... It's an action command that pulls it? up a copypasta of basically thanks, Janik, for your information, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember the exact copypasta, but basically it's just an action command in their chat that pulls up a copypasta about Janik uh, regarding his casting, which is... Totally fair. Uh, I think as a caster and somebody as a public figure, you're going to receive criticism and people memeing about you. I think. It's yeah, that doesn't even sound yeah. bad to me. Like if it's not a harassment. But that wasn't the like issue. actual harassment. Like if the meme isn't like Janik shut the fuck up or stuff like that. If it's just thanks for information, like like sarcasm, really. I don't that's think totally they... fair. They they don't like Janik apparently. They don't like him casting. Yeah, fair. Like that's a, an opinion. You're fair to. Whoever doesn't like me casting, and he tells me all the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he he does the joking, but you know what I mean. Even if it's even if it's uh, not jokingly, and even if you really don't like him casting, then what is bad about? Even even if you obviously maybe shouldn't promote it as a streamer, but. If that's Overtime. still your opinion, then you're also entitled to that opinion. And if that's the only thing, I don't even understand why he contacted Alcon just for that. I mean, maybe, okay, contacting him, yes. Okay. Yeah, so there there was some... Yeah, okay, that's more than yeah. that. That's, that's information some... I lack, but so that's production... also information the video should have... They didn't. They didn't hear production. So yeah, they didn't. production just uh, uh, just kind of clarified, and I knew about this too. But it's it's a good thing he clarified it to remind me. There are additional images that he doesn't provide in this video. There's a whole file dump of different images where there's some more spicier comments that are made by not only Elcom but Mime as well. Unfortunately, is implicated <sighs> in this as well. Um, where I think Mime's comments are really just very like, honestly, not even that serious. But Elkhan was participating in this to somewhat of a heavier handed degree um, to to the point where they're talking about I like his streams giving eye cancer. Like there are things that are definitely said that are said that are definitely messed up, in my opinion. And I fully am not OK with that either. I would not be OK with not, that. You should not post anything like that in public. Also yeah, not in should, private, but should. at least not in public. Now, personally, for me, I could care less what people say about me. That's an actual truth. I wouldn't get offended by it. Uh, if you were trying to attack my credibility, that'd be a different story. But um, if it was just like you're making playground insults against me and my content, I wouldn't care less, man. I could like I have bigger fish to fry in my life. But um, yeah, I, I think overall, I think it's something that Janik probably could have ignored, but for him, he just couldn't ignore it. Um, and I mean, to be fair, it was, it wasn't that it stayed in the discord. I think if it would have just stayed in the discord, it'd be a completely different story. But the fact that it bled over into Janik stream actively is what really became the bigger issue. So, so and there were people trying to get actively banned in Jane Extreme as well. Now the mime, uh, the mime thing was out of context um, as well. And I also want to preface that mime and Elcon did not get out of this scot free. They were, they were uh, dealt um, some internal dealings. I will not get into that, but basically they they did not get away scot free. They did have to um, make some changes to their. 
PR essentially and uh, make some concessions um, that, that affected ITB because Janik is right. When you are doing this, especially as a pro player, you have a responsibility, uh, public relations responsibility to have a clean PR um, to make sure that you're not involved in any drama, um, that you're not um, stepping on people's tails and uh, creating a a following that's going to kind of raise pitchforks and go mess with other people. Um, but yeah, this, this situation is messy all around and I don't, I don't want to like focus on this part, like kind of, kind of the virtual part. This is wrong timing. That's all I got to say. I think. You know what happens with this? What I get the impression of is this was just, uh, high school issue yes how it, how it was handled because it's it's the same thing as when you have a class you know and then one classmate is being annoying to you and you go to the classmate and say hey can you stop and the classmate doesn't stop and then they're like ah but i have a friend that has like more power than me somehow so he can intervene in, in this instead of the situation getting bigger you know instead of going directly to someone that is managing uh, that person, in this case, in the, class, uh, in the classroom, you could go to the teacher and say, hey, you know what? I tried to talk this with this person. This person is not collaborating. Can you do something? You know, th that is the conduct that you have to do when situations like this happens, you know? Because this doesn't only hurt Janik himself. This doesn't only hurt Elkon and his um, uh, team and everything, but it also hurts us as a community True. because this can happen again, you know, and people are going to take this as, a, as an example and they're going to be like, oh, well, if this creator did this, then maybe I can do the same thing. You know, when this situation happens, I personally don't think that this is how situations like this should be handled, you know? Shortage. You have to have a, a conduct on how to handle situations like this. This would is you, a really bad example. Would you agree, Shorty, with that? Um, to a certain extent, I definitely agree. I think the video definitely does show that um, Janik may not be as thick-skinned as he, as he says in the video because... Hmm. I mean, maybe, I mean, he probably, it, I, I'm not going to say that he is like weak skinned because obviously, right. obviously as a creator, he does get negative. He comments. has to have some it's, level of restraint. Exactly. Exactly. Like he's, it's not like he's instantly always getting offended by everything because as a content creator, uh, everyone is, you're always going to deal with negative comments, obviously. So, but I'm, I'm just saying that I do agree that he didn't handle it as well as he could have. He should have continued having direct discussion with Alcon and be more direct about what he's annoyed at and that he definitely does not want it to continue. Because what I like that's that's my main main annoyance at this video. I saw the video and he he lacked to even show me why exactly Alcon is the bad guy. Like to 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 the, to this day, all the comments I've seen were just lighthearted nothingness. Like I the whole video is about Alcon being being mean and his community being mean to Janie, but there is no evidence of anything of that. I'm I'm sitting here watching and be like, yeah, I mean, if that's what happened, well, yeah, that's bad, but show it to me like you're making a video about it so it must have been serious enough to warrant this video so where's the evidence where is what he did i, I basically have to trust janik 
that it has been as bad as he's making it out to be because I don't see any evidence of it. You're saying that he, that there has been like very negative comments. Yeah, but why don't you show those then? I yeah. I, I didn't see anything about that. And, so, you so know, yeah, that's the he, annoying thing about it. He has the, he has the images. He has a fi imager file dump. Um, that I think's linked in the video. Also, the video is still it it is unlisted, but it is still available on his Twitter. You can go to Janik's Twitter and you can find a video right then and there. He has not removed that. Um, I just would have hoped that we didn't have this video because I don't think this video has. The video been needed. was not needed. It could, this could have yeah. been handled completely without a video. It could have been handled. Like, I wouldn't even be talking about this right now if it was handled differently. Um, I also don't like that he's saying like he's also making it bigger than this one case. Like he's starting yes. the video with there's so, been so much toxic there's he, been toxicity in Trickmania. So let's but so he let's only get shows into that. one single case. I don't know. Let, like, let's of course get into there are the... single personalities that are negative. So but... before we before we continue this, he goes into that this is the final segment that we have on this video. Uh it's gonna start at um four four minutes, uh production guy. And uh, let's I've see what he has to say about harassment, this. But I know that there's other stories. Uh, can you said. go back? Another not earlier, completely please? unrelated Production. issue is that Elcon is not the only person facilitating stuff like this. So far, I've only talked about what I've personally received as harassment. But I know that there's other stories as I've said. Another not completely unrelated issue is the elitism that is going on in the scene. This veteran players versus casual players thing. And since I make content primarily targeted against casual players, uh, these veterans seem to have an easier time to target me for whatever reason. I sincerely believe that catering- I have a huge issue with this and I will start first and then I will let you guys have your moment. But this is probably the most painful thing I've heard in my life. It's the most untrue thing I've ever heard in my life that people are actively targeting him because he appeals to casual players. That is not at all why people are targeting him. If we want to be honest, the reason why people are majority are targeting him is because he is friends with virtual and when you ha are a friend with somebody who is as popular as virtual is in the trackmania community let alone twitch community as a whole you are going to get targeted unfortunately that is how it's going to be it is not because you appeal to a casual player base yeah you're going to have a lot of casuals obviously because ca virtual appeals to a large audience and if you are a friend of his and you are also a streamer and you are taking part of his audience that that audience share is going to be yours automatically um, at least a small portion of it. So yeah, you are going to have a large casual base, but the toxicity is not because you produce content towards casual, even if it's questionable content, uh, questionable content, like, uh, playing matchmaking with yourself blindfolded. We could talk about that, but we're not going to. <laughs> However, I don't, even, I don't even mind that he was probably still better than some bronze player. <laughs> I mean, uh, potentially not, but, but, but still that's you we want to talk about to actual toxicity like that's that's we can talk about actual toxicity there's uh, there's actual toxicity in like cup of the day track of the day where there is sexist racist comments bigoted comments yes. uh, against people uh, of of different uh, different orientations or nationality or nationality Nation mm -hmm. those are actual issues why, why wasn't the uh, now if we wanted to talk about an actual topic about toxicity that would have been that should have been addressed in this video that would have actually given this video a little bit more oomph an actual reason to have this video rather than a self uh self-focused video again i'm not saying that he's not entitled to his views i'm not saying that he's in the wrong for feeling the way he feels regarding 
being attacked by a specific group of people. But what I am against is somehow attributing that group of people as to all veteran uh, players being elite or a majority of player uh, veteran players being elite against people who make casual content. If that were the case, then evil would get bland blasted on a daily basis. And we are an org that primarily makes content towards both veterans and casuals. That is our whole shtick. That's what we do. And honestly, I like, you know what? Homie didn't attend Trackadia. Maybe he should have. And then he would realize how wholesome the Trackmania community is because like this argument makes no sense to me. I, I, I'm done. That is yeah. my main issue with this video, because when I saw the title, I was like, oh, OK, he's going to talk about how people have been harassed in the community, how people has been racist, how people has been toxic to each other, uh, how people have been attacking minorities, everything. But it was self-centered. So I was like, where is the toxicity in the community, man? Where is it? Show me, you know? I think that the way that he delivered the video and his issues wasn't the way you know because no. now many people have seen the video you know many people have seen the video because also virtual promoted the video you know and yep. now it seems like the whole trackmania community is fucking toxic but it's not it was a it's targeted not. group of people and the toxicity that we have in the community has always been a targeted group of people so why are you painting the picture saying that Everyone has been toxic when it wasn't, you know, that is a straight up lying and it's no. a straight up not showing the facts of the things that you're saying that you're going to say in your video. I didn't like that. I think that it was completely wrong from a content creator perspective, sorry. And now the whole community is basically uh, drawn as a toxic. I've seen this happening in League of Legends. I don't want that to happen here. Oh my goodness. You know? The, these people think this is toxic. They haven't had death threats and people saying that they did your mother like 16 times in a single like match. Okay. Like... <laughs> not because... That, that, okay, that is being toxic and everything, but not because uh, that is not happening here. Uh, we wouldn't be crying about things like this, you know, because yeah. everything can be toxic in a certain way, you know. What I mean is that I don't want that to happen here, you know. I don't want to have people to be saying that kind of threats, you know, in this community. Myself, I haven't seen it yet. I hope it, it doesn't happen. But when you portray the whole community as being toxic, you know what that allows to for the trolls that are in other games for the toxic people that in, in in this game that haven't been toxic because they're like oh this community is not toxic you're giving them a door an open door to be toxic you know because they're gonna be like well if this community is toxic well i don't care you know i'm gonna be like this here let's get shorty's opinion on here no, no, that's basically what I wanted to say as well. I mean, that's what's what's making me annoyed. I don't think that's really opening the door. I don't. I mean, but honestly, I have no clue about that. That's not not my specialty at all. I have no clue. 
But I just don't like the fact that he's portraying something that is obviously not the case. I was starting, I was watching the video, I was like, hmm. In general, already I was like, I don't know if I want a video about that, but it's definitely something that can talk, can be talked about and maybe should be shown some light on because there is some toxic part in Trickmania. There's always has been toxic members in Trickmania. There's always been parts of Trickmania toxic in certain in certain ways, and making a video about that would have would have been a good idea. But yeah. that that was not what the video actually is about, and he's. I don't know. I, I I don't think he meant it mean, but I really don't like the video at all, honestly. Yeah. So we're we're getting to the end of the podcast here, but uh, we are going to go into our Q and A section. I'm going to say something. Uh, you guys can go ahead and start asking questions. It doesn't have to be necessarily about the JNEG thing, but it can be about all what we've talked about today or something unrelated. That's cool too. Um, but we are going to go ahead and have our Q and A session. But uh, I'm I want to end it on uh, on. I'm going to end it with my opinion, then on a positive note. Um, I, th I, what you both have said, I agree with. Um, I think the issue is, is that for me, from my experience, veterans are actually willing to help casual players. It, I've, I've met so many people in this community who are willing to help each other out, learn the game, get interested in new different aspects of Trekmania. Um, yeah, there's a toxic guy every once in a while go to matchmaking. Yeah, you'll find you'll find somebody telling you to uninstall the game, which is still mild compared to literally any other esport I've ever played. Um, and then on top of that, when when we talk about the actual toxicity of like racist comments uh, and just things about nationalities, orientations, you typically find that from those who are often not veterans, but to those who are casuals who are just playing the game or very just young children who don't know any better. So I, I think like every, like the others said, both uh, shorty and Lime, that what this whole, this whole statement at the end, and this is what incensed me more than anything else, honestly, even with the virtual stuff, which I still find like just bad timing overall, that's not as bad as a statement at this is his call to this is his call to action. This is his reason behind everything. This is this is what he bases his entire video off of. This is what he bases the harassment off of. And this is the entire flaw of the video. And this is why I'm completely against this video in the first place is because he makes this very blatant false claim that it's something to do with veteran elitism as to why he's being bullied. And that is not the case. It is something completely different and is simply due to the fact of who he is, has his connections with, and who he relates to. And sorry, but when you put yourself in that spotlight, you are going to attract that. Is it okay? No. Should El Is Elcon in the right? No. Did what Elcon's community did okay? Of course not. And they have been... and. I want to end on a good note that Elcon and Jnick have have apparently uh, made it better. They've come to uh, uh, an agreement, uh, essentially an understanding with one another. So it has been resolved. The drama's over. Yay! Everybody raise their hands. But Woo! the drama for me is not over when you make Woo! a claim as ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, the drama is not. Uh, uh, the Lots, drama. No, no, no. We we don't we don't make we don't make ridiculous claims like that. And I hope I never hear anything come out of his mouth. I do actually respect Janik for what he does. I do think he brings uh, new people to Trackmania, and I appreciate the work that he does to try to bring people and more eyes to Trackmania. On the flip side, though, 
don't make stupid claims that veteran elitism is the reason why you're getting harassed. That's ridiculous. All right, now we're going to move on to the more fun part. We're going to interact with our viewers here. Uh, can we get the first question? I can't even see the first question. Uh, first question is in Discord. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, production, reading the production just, uh, yeah, copy and paste it for us so we can um, do yeah, this. Yeah, so we can just look at it directly. I just want to say that I fully agree with that. Like, I have nothing against Janik. I just didn't like this video in particular. Like, the rest of it, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. So, okay. Lexi T, um, we will, uh, I'll let either you decide who it is. Just make sure the your comment is short and sweet because uh, we don't want to waste too much time on this. Uh, so huh? my question is this. Trackmania is becoming far more prominent. Oh, this is by Lexi T. Uh, so my question is this. Trackmania is becoming far more prominent as of late, and part of that is attracting the kind of people who will be toxic. What should Nadeo do to combat the toxicity? And what is the responsibility of the Trackmania community at large? Also, what is streamers' responsibility in this too? Yeah, we should we should answer the first. That's actually multiple questions. Yeah, there are multiple questions. So, one thing... okay. go, Lime, go ahead and answer question one. What should um? Let's see. What should Nadeo do to come back to toxicity? Yes. Well, one of the things that I know that I noticed and that many people has has said in the past is that it's really difficult to report a player inside trackmania uh, you don't have like an easy step on going onto this player's profile and a report for this and this reason you have to manually do a some sort of ticket i believe i don't really know uh what the guidelines are for reporting people but the main issue is that you don't have a uh, easy way of reporting you know reports work uh, we've seen it in many games, you know, and, and then after a while, like, you get the message of the people being um, banned, you know. You don't have that in Trackmania. So when you see someone being toxic uh, to you or to someone in the matchmaking of Cup of the Day, for example, you have no way of reporting them immediately. You have to wait, you have to um, send proof, and maybe many people have said, I don't have any proof because I don't record my games, you know? I don't take screenshots of the game. So how am I going to report these people? So I think, I believe uh, Trackmania should step into that more now that we are going to have the console players coming to Trackmania. Uh, with that, it comes a large amount of people uh, into the game. And it would be, it would be amazing if we had... Uh, better and easy way to report people so uh, ourselves gamers like, i mean casual players and everyone can just um stop the toxicity from the second that it starts you know um So, nice. uh, sorry, we were just getting uh, th uh, from production. So, Nadio is supposedly uh, supposed to be redoing and operating on a new report function for the game. So, um, that's that's kind of been hinted for a while now, I believe. Um, but yeah, just as a reminder, um, Shorty, there is a second uh, question to that really quickly, though. Uh, what's the streamer's responsibility in this? 
want to say that I'm really mad that production is taking away my information. <laughs> 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 I wanted to say the same. Um, um, yeah, um, I think that there is to a certain degree. The the problem is you can, like legally. It sounds a bit, a bit weird. Legally, obviously, you can't because um, it's my stream as a content creator. It's it's my responsibility, but there is nobody that forces me to abide by, by certain toxicity rules. So some streamers are more toxic than others. Some are less toxic. Um, I do think I had a not a long discussion, but I did have, have a discussion after the 24-hour race that happened where um, my team got banned for um, certain things. Um, so we did talk about that topic a little bit there as well. And I think an interesting point of view definitely is that just because you're a big streamer doesn't mean that you can't do things that that can be a bit toxic. But when you are a big streamer, you should definitely think about that. Like you should you should always, if you know that something is a, is controversial, and like in our case, for example, it was a really big discussion afterwards, and it was really hard to say if we did something wrong or not. There were people that absolutely hated what we did. I'm not going to go into what we did. I'm just saying that people absolutely hated it. And there were others that called us clever for it. So, you know, but I just want to say that once uh, actually like uh, Kai Lacostorbo was the one that told me that, that he said that, yeah, but did you ever think about your reach about that? And I had to actually say that, yeah, true. In all of that time, I did. I mean, obviously, we had some thought process about before we, we did our, our strategy. But I did not think about, yeah, but about the reach, you know, and about how it looks. And I, I do feel like that, especially if you have a lot of people watching, then you may at least sometimes want to have a second thought, like a second wait a bit and think it through with the knowledge of if I'm going to do it, people are going to automatically assume this is okay. And you have to think about it if what I am going to do is that if do I want everyone to think like that is is kind of the idea. Right. That's that's maybe automatically then against toxicity as well because even if you're toxic yourself, if you think about do I want others to be like that, then I think even the ones that sometimes occasionally are toxic also would say, no, nah, I don't want everyone to be like that. So, uh, go I agree. Uh, going on to the next uh, question, uh, it's from Forever. Uh, question to everyone, do you think there is any TMCL duo that is better than any of the TMGL duos? And that's a very tough question. I had to pull up the T uh, TMCL duos because uh, honestly, the only one I r remembered off the top of my head was like Scrappy and Dexter and Ratchet and Barbos. Uh, but uh, it's kind of stuffed. Honestly, I could see Feed and Enter. Oh shit, no. I could see Feed and Enter actually being TMGL, but who would they take over? Mm, that's that's a bigger question. I I don't know. I, yeah, I could see feed and enter taking over. Maybe like, I would say one of the French squads. Honest, I personally the French squads are such a, a like a, a a big question mark for me. That I could see maybe one of the French squads. I know people th still think that Sinners is like last, but I don't even think like I don't think Sinners is going to be as bad as people think they are. And I'm not saying that because I'm on their team. I'm saying that because like I think they're actually a yeah, lot yeah. better than people give them credit of for. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I would say Feed and Enter though would be like the one TMC lineup. 
Bar as as much as I love um, Barbos and Ratchet, I don't think they could do it. And uh, is Scrappy and Dexter maybe? I mean, I, I'm going to say the thing that I absolutely always hate about Trickmania. Uh, in Trickmania, for all those years, especially since Trickmania hasn't been that big of an esport, and if you do it, then you just do it for fun. You always say about certain players, yeah, but if you just would train, and if you would just put in the, the work, then, then they would be insane. That's really annoying, mm. because, you know, you can say that about everyone, because you never know how much they trained, obviously. Yeah. But I'm, going to say, I'm still going to say, that if Dexter and Scrappy really would want it and if they are motivated then they i think do have the skill scrappy obviously has been a tmgl before and he did kind of fell out and i feel like he maybe has not tried his his fullest to stay in because his content creation is just going so well that you could everyone knew that he's not really unhappy about um, not having to train and everything and all the stress because he can just play Trickmania, stream it, and he's getting more money out of that already. Yeah. But Dexter also has shown that he, he has been in TMGL until he dropped out because of health-related issues. I, no, I'm not sure. What was it again? He did drop out on his own. Like He didn't he didn't get knocked out by skill. He got knocked out because he just didn't want to play anymore or something like that was, was there. So he did have the skill to compete at that level. It's been a lot of time, obviously, in between, but I don't really feel like he's getting weaker. But I, I, I mean, obviously, I know both of them, so yeah. it's it's the obvious pick for me, you know. We will see. I'd like to see them in TMGL, though. That's that's all I'm going to say, obviously, right? I'd I'd like to see it. Would be funny. Lime, lime, really quickly. Do you have any? Do you have a duo that you think could maybe be TMGL over, or no? Um, not really, but now that I see Link and Miquatro, they're good. They, yeah, they were in TMGL in it. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, there's and a lot of TMGL players. And they fell off. Yeah, Th that is the thing. I, I think in this case for uh, TMCL, it's, it's more of what's the motivation for them to reach out in TMGL because uh, Shorty was talking about the scrappy, not. not playing much or falling off and then one of the main reasons i believe that scrappy wasn't playing or training too much it was because in tmgl there was no motivation actually to keep playing because there there was no no motivation the incentive you know wasn't as high as it's now the incentive, yeah, was it, it, the incentive is, is getting not as high bigger. yeah now now you have a motivation you know There's you have an incentive that is huge now. So yeah, they ha they will have to prove. Now that is for the team uh, to see, like if this incentive is strong enough for them to actually put on effort and time to reach the TMJL. Personally, I don't see Scrappy going back. Because... I don't see them winning it as well, though. No. I, I don't. See, I don't see it. But I don't see it either. Because it, like really good assuming for them Scrappy for is still Scrappy, if he's just yeah. focusing on content, <laughs> like yeah, it's not happening. All right, I I know I know it, we want to continue to talk, but I I have the last question, and I think it is kind of important because uh, we will share some Evo stuff, and there was an important question of when is the next next Track Katie event. Um, this is going to be a tough answer, but luckily there's still some people here. So for those of you who were at Tricadia or those of you who heard of Tricadia but weren't able to attend, unfortunately, 
Tracadia is not going to be happening this next year. Um, the Arcadia Hotel um, is closing down their operation due to uh, insane, insane rising costs uh, of uh, the building. Um, unfortunately, with the gas prices and the, the war situation over in Russia and, uh, and Ukraine, um, the gas prices went astronomical, astronomically high um, to where it literally pretty much bankrupted them. Um, however, it is not all lost. Um, we at Evo are doing our best to find a solution and we are, we feel that we are getting potentially very close to one, um, that would keep it still in Germany. Um, we're talking with a couple venues at the moment, so we are going to try our best to have Trackadia. It's not going to be named Trackadia, but it is going to be, um, something close to it. And we are actually, we just, me and Atomic are doing it together and we just actually got off a phone with one of, uh, venues and they sounded extremely excited about it. So, uh, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, we are trying to get that. Um, if you are interested in helping us, um, find a venue, or if you're somebody who really likes organization and keeping things organized, um, we are trying to find, um, somebody who is helping to helping us to keep this information organized. Um, cause we are having to do calls. We are having to, um, compile a lot of information. We got to make, um, pitch decks for, for some of these venues. Um, cause we have multiple interested venues. Um, but really we have to do a lot of the legwork as well. And obviously none of these venues are free. It's not like Arcadia where they came to the Trackmania community. We're having to reach out to these venues. Um, so there's a lot that's going into it, but we have some, not even faint glimmers of hope, but shining beams of light potentially. Um, so hopefully that will happen. So yeah, we will keep you uh, uh, up to date on that. The plan is still the same September, end of September, like it was. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Tricadia, they, that they got charged basically 250,000 euros for one month of heating their hotel. And if you went to that hotel, it was a renovated hotel from the 1970s. And if you know that hotel, it was like, it, 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 they say renovated, but all they did was slap some paper, paint on that sucker. Um, it was, it was a really old hotel. Um, they tried their best with it, but unfortunately it wasn't going to And Unfortunately, Vemser who organized the track tournament, he's also, um, not going to be with Arcadia any longer, but he is going to be helping us, um, try to make the next Tracadia, uh, the new Tracadia is our working title right now, but we're going to actually have a different title for it. So yeah, we're going to try to have this land because we think it's very important for the international community for Trackmania to have something that's available and central for everyone. Um, and not, and sorry, Nadio and other, uh, our French friends, uh, something not in France because having an event in France is not international friendly, um, due to laws and everything. It's just, it's, it's not internationally friendly and not, uh, in, inviting, uh, towards an international audience. So we want something that is going to be inviting to everyone. Um, cause that was the biggest draw of Tracadia. And, um, yeah, we're going to try to have it here in Germany again, if not somewhere close in the area, that's still central location. So, uh, yeah, reach out to me if you have anything. Um, but that is the Tracadia update for right now. So, all right, that is it. I've had fun. Uh, did you guys have fun? One, one last question? Oh, one last question. Yeah. Oh. One last question. That is a fun question. 
City asks, which of your co-hosts has a better mustache? It's it's sh Shorty. <laughs> Shorty. Why are you answering your question? It's I, your question. Yeah, it's a question. It was a question for me. I know, but still, it's, it's Shorty. Yeah, it's Shorty. <laughs> What's going on with your mustache? I, I have a slight nice. Hitler stash Thanks. going on. Like, it's, it's kind of bad. Like... Like it's kind of it's kind of bad. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I'm an American. I can say that free country. I still live on American soil technically. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Shorty. Shorty's got it going on. I'll pull it up. That mustache. I, I, that I was a question. Mm-hmm. All right. So that line. is it for the stream. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Two hours. Woo. Uh, but that kind of blew by pretty quickly. Uh, thank you for listening. It's the first to us episode. It's, yeah. it's a bit longer. It happens. Yeah, yeah it's okay. But uh, we will be back, I guess, next week. Uh, same time next week, Thursday at 9 o'clock. Um, there will be a VOD. This will also be streamed to, um, well, not stream, but this will also be placed on Spotify. So if you ever want to come back to it and just listen to it while you're on a jog or doing something nice, uh, you can check it out on Spotify as well. But yes, there will be a VOD here. Um, that being said, that is it for us this evening. This is Dropped Gears, and uh, man, I dropped my fourth gear again, and now I'm not happy anymore. I'm going to mold more. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're done. That's it. Somebody Thank save you. me. I'm ready to Good go to bed. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> if you have any feedback, you can All send day. it. All night. Yeah, send feedback. Discord mad dms tell me i'm bad i may make a video about it if you tell me i'm bad though if you target me oh, wow really <laughs> all right you guys production stop typing and get me off the street before i get myself in trouble <laughs> <laughs>